Hello and welcome to the Excel Books Podcast. It's your favorite host, Molly, where I like to talk about work, family, and life. If you are new to my show, I am a business owner uh, slash author slash nine to five employee slash mom slash wife slash slash slash. Um, my whole purpose in my business is just to help aspiring and existing business owners thrive, um, by providing you a number of services. If you want to know what I can offer you to help your business get to the next level, please visit me on the web at www.xelbooks.com. Now, what do I want to talk to you about? I want to jump right into this. This is something that this is, uh, what do they say? It's hot off the press, right? It just came out the oven. It's warm. Get a slice. Um, This is something that I have been meditating on um, after a conversation with my fiance. And I told you I was going to have some um, uh, shows with you about the wedding and the marriage and all of that. Well, this is a, a sneak peek, I guess. So we finally announced to our children the other weekend that we were going to get married. We announced it and we, um, you know, we told them, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do. You know, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? And everyone seemed to be fine with it. So we're thinking, great, you know, kids are happy. We're happy. Um, Everything's announced. We're good to go. But the most interesting thing happened. The most interesting thing happened after announcing. After announcing, the two of us started feeling nerves. Now, don't so don't panic, first of all, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, no, don't break it off. No, no one's breaking off anything. We're still very much getting married. There's nothing of concern. When I say nerves, I mean that Concerns, questions, um, old uh, scars, old baggage, all of those things started to come to the surface after we announced it. Because for us, announcing to the children was, you know, that's that was the biggest thing. It's no different than, you know, when a royal gets married and once they make the official announcement, it's like, okay, all systems go. You can no longer say you're not going to get married because you've you've made the announcement. The public is expecting. The world is looking for you to uh, see this through. And it unlocks a lot of emotions in people. Um, the announcement, it, it solidifies some things, and for some people, it unravels others. Um, in our instance, there were many things that came to the surface, and one of them is what I'm going to talk to you about today, because this was a very important um, area for me that I didn't even realize that I had not addressed. And if you hear me, um, you know, clicking and all that, it's because I'm multitasking. Um, the area that I'm talking about is the area of help. Yes, help, um, which is the title of the message today, the, the offer of help. And I have to give you a little bit of backstory so you can understand what the heck I'm talking about. The person I'm marrying 
is my ex-husband. And this is not our first time marrying each other. It is literally the third time that we are marrying each other. No, that's not an exaggeration. I mean, we literally married each other, divorced each other, married each other, divorced each other. And then we said, okay, we got to stop doing this. We're just going to marry each other and that's it. You're difficult. I'm difficult. But you're you're the person for me. So we're just going to do this. And the challenge was many things that caused our divorce, which I will not go through all of that today. But I will say that in both of our previous marriages, this is where the offer of help came up. I knew when I met my husband that he was very much sought after. People needed him. He's very talented. He has natural charisma. Um, He's gifted in all kinds of things, graphic design and art. And um, it's just a very unique, wonderful uh, person. But as a result, he was always busy. And at the time, he was in the military as well. So he had... Uncle Sam tugging on him 24-7. No matter what went on, Uncle Sam took precedence. He was always number one. If we had an anniversary, if we had a Christmas, if we had a kid's birthday, if I was pregnant, it didn't matter because Uncle Sam needed my husband. If it wasn't Uncle Sam that needed it, it was his friends and all his, or his hobbies Want to invent this, make a song, whatever it is, just something that he felt he must do. And on top of that, um, you know, there was infidelity. And so they would get a piece of the pie as well. When you add all of these different things up, there was very little time left for me. Um, I got used to him coming home at the wee hours of the morning or coming to bed in the wee hours of the morning. Either because Uncle Sam wanted him to fly a 13-hour flight that day as part of his service or they wanted to strand him in another country because their propeller broke and they just felt like shipping parts there instead of sending everyone home to their families. Or his friends wanting to play a game for the 15th time with him or go to the bar or whatever it is. Um, These things just continued. And then, of course, the icing on the cake was all the people that were trying to pint from my spot. Not to mention his family wishing that he was home so that they could do things with him as well. And... That's just the backstory of what made things difficult to have him available. But now I have to turn to myself. And one of the things that I struggled with is that I was raised to be very independent from day one. I had the kind of family that I didn't realize until years later in therapy 
that my mother experienced the same dilemma that I did of feeling as though their spouse was never available. Military, infidelity, hobbies, family, everything but her. And as a result, she grew strong in a sense and did everything on her own. If she needed a china cabinet moved, she moved it herself. If the trash had to go out, she did it herself. If the kids were having issues at school, she took it on herself. If the car was running hot and needed an oil change, she did it herself. And this is the family that I grew up in. And of all the things that I could have acquired as a trait, as a characteristic or a flaw, if you will, I adapted that. And so when I got married, I did the exact same thing. I too started to do things on my own. And I thought, what... What can I do? You know, I thought, why should I ask him to do something if I already know he's not available? I already know. So in the beginning, you know, when you're newlyweds, you can get away with a lot of things, right? You can get away with not doing certain things, not bringing up the concerns because you're in that newlywed bliss. They can do no wrong. You can do no wrong. And as long as at the end of the day, you end up in the bed together, nothing else matters. That's all right in the beginning. But as your marriage grows and lasts longer, you have to address those issues. I did not do that piece of wisdom. I continued that issue through marriage one and marriage two with the same man. And here it is, we're embarking on the journey for marriage number three. And I brought up to him and I said, you know, I, I have a problem asking you for help. And I explained all the reasons that I just told you. And I said, it's easier to just do it on my own and not, not even ask you, unless it is something I absolutely, without a doubt, cannot do on my own, or I cannot afford to pay someone else to do without asking you. And you know, now needless to say, this is not an easy conversation to have. It was painful. It was stressful. Um, it felt awkward. It felt like I was betraying him by even uttering the words of, I don't want to ask you for help. And I love the response. I love the response that, that my, you know, my future husband had. He said, well, first of all, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for telling me that this was a problem. But more importantly, 
would you give me an opportunity to fail? Give me an opportunity to choose you. I can't fail at something that I'm never given the chance to try. I can't fail at not being available for you if you never say that you need anything. If you never need me, then why do I make time for you? I know that you can move all the furniture in the house by yourself. I know that you can move an entire house on your own. I know you can get a rental truck. I know you can drive the rental truck. I know you know how to use a hammer, nail, screwdrivers, uh, a, a saw, everything. You know, there's very few tools you can't use. I know that you're very resourceful and you'll pay anybody to take care of things so that you don't have to bother me. Where does that leave room? Where does that leave me a chance to say, I can help? And I love how he said, well, yes, I know that right now, you know, and, I, and I'm just going to bring it forward a little bit, not in full transparency, but I want to, I want to paint this picture because I feel like there are people out there listening today that you've either experienced this um, before or, or, you know, are experiencing it currently or know someone dealing with this. So everything I described to you was in the past two marriages. Since then, we've moved home in our hometown where both of our families reside. Well, some of my family resides here. And having not been in our hometown for years, quite naturally, the first thought would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. You know, we're just going to take advantage of every moment, not waste a day. And anything that family needs that they couldn't do before, the first thing they're going to do is ask him. And on one hand, this is extremely honorable. It's always an honor to serve your family. Um, to be able to say, yes, you know, I'm here, you know, mom, aunt, cousin, whatever it is. So, yep, I'm here. I can help. I can do all these things. But on top of that, he has an aging parent. An aging parent that needs quite a bit of assistance. And I wish I could say that my response was, oh, I'm so proud of you. Keep doing it. Let me cheer you on. It was not. My response was quite the opposite. And I felt a bit of agitation because I thought yet here again, more things in the way of me being able to use my husband for myself. Because now the military is out of the picture. So I can't blame Uncle Sam for having him fly for 13 hours because that's no longer the case. But there's the full-time job and other family members that just need him all the time, always need him to do something. And then there's an aging parent that needs his care. And so instantly I felt almost a bit of anger because I couldn't quite figure out why I always have to fight so hard for 
time from my spouse. But to go back to it, and I'm, I'm bringing this up so that you can hear what it's like on the woman's side and both what it's like on the man's side. Again, I have to defer to wisdom from my husband who says, he said, you're talking about things that you never shared with me. And I want you to keep that in perspective when you say you weren't there or you could not help or you did not do these things because I never knew that you needed anything. Every time I would come home, say, hey, how's it going? Everything okay? You're like, yep, everything's fine. And if your answer is always, yep, everything's fine, what else would I conclude other than you're okay and you don't need anything? The only time I get a clue is if I see you frustrated and I'm like, what's the problem? And you're like, oh, I'm trying to do this with the business, trying to do this with the house, trying to do this with the kids. And I'm just tired. And I just need a break. And I said, well, what do you need me to do? And I get a five-minute task of cook dinner. Or I get a one-time chore of make sure the kids have a bath. Where else was I given the opportunity to help you? Where did you offer me the chance to help? And this was really huge. And it was something that, you know, I'll be honest, you know, when he said it, I was, you know, I was struck speechless. I was like, oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. Um, you know, and I remember he also said at one point, he said, there's nothing wrong with you being independent, but if you let your independence be the only source of productivity in your life, then no one else has room to jump in either. And he said, and it doesn't just affect me and, and our marriage, but it also affects, um, you know, your team and your staff. If it's completely wrong and you feel like you've spent too much energy trying to explain what you need them to do, and then you go in and do it yourself, why should they learn another skill? Why should they improve? Why should they fix the problem? Because you're going to fix it. So, I said all that to say, I think it's important to extend the offer of help. Not necessarily you helping all the time, but to give the offer to other people for them to help you. In the last uh, episode that I, I did, I talked to you about um, a message on understanding TV about the proper love of self. And I believe this falls very closely in line with that. You know, we, especially, you know, as entrepreneurs, parents, employees, we work ourselves to a very extreme way. We extend all energy to get things done. We we make it appear as if we have no time when the truth is we could have that time. And I know some of you are thinking, no, you don't know my schedule. It's like, no, I know that you have not extended the offer of help. You have not said I need someone to take on half of my workload this week so that I can finally sleep a decent hour. I know that you have not said, let me get an intern for a week or get a, a contractor or, 
get a handyman to do something so that I can spend time with my kids. It's important. You have to make the time. You have to extend the offer. And if you don't extend the offer, you'll never get what you want. You will always be overworked if you don't make room for you not being at the front of it all. I did this with my son yesterday where I said, you know what, I'm going to make time to just go have fun with just me and my son. We're going to go see this movie that he's been asking about for weeks and we're just going to go and see it. And I did not, it was not easy. I knew I had a ton to do. I had clients I needed to catch up with. I had work I needed to do, um, things in the house, just all kinds of things that I needed to do. But I just thought about it. And I said, if I don't, if I don't ask for help, I'm never going to reach this goal of spending more time with my kids. So I just made a spontaneous decision. I just looked up the film online. I bought the tickets. And on my before I left the house, I did something to include my husband. A small gesture. But I did it nonetheless to try to get myself into practice. And I called him. You know, he was still at work. And I said, I'm thinking of having a spontaneous moment with my son. I'm thinking of taking him out, just me and him, for a few hours. What do you think? I'm feeling kind of irresponsible because I have other work to do and I need help making this decision. And I know if you're listening, you're probably thinking, really? (laughs) That's what you needed help with? That's what you uh, did not know how to do without him. No, I knew very well how to make a decision without him. It was never a requirement um, that I ask him. However, if I want to change, if I want to improve, I had to start somewhere and start making offers. And I made the offer and he was able to hear me and say, I think it's a great idea. I think you both need it. And we did just that. We did just that. So I know this is a bit heavy. (laughs) I know you're thinking, Molly, I'm supposed to hear about wedding dresses and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) That will come. But I wanted to talk about, you know, this because in any relationship, especially a marriage, you have to work with people. And... I'm sure many of you have had challenges as well with asking for help, wanting certain things and not being able to for, you know, whatever reasons. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that, you know, even if you have struggled with this for years, like I have, even if you are independently strong and you're like, but I can do it faster. I can get it done quicker. I can get it done without all the drama and the complaining, you know, all this other stuff. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. 
And just because you have doesn't mean that you need to continue that. And just because you haven't doesn't mean that you can't. Take a moment. Assess yourself. Think of the areas where you're not letting offers out. Where you're not extending the opportunity for people to bless you. Think of where your exhaustion is really caused by your own unwillingness to bend in a certain area. I'm not saying you need to compromise on every little thing, but just think about it. Think about where you can grow in that area. I would love to hear what your comments are. I would love to hear, you know, how you feel on that. I think I'm going to start adding a blog for you. Um, cause I just want to hear more from you, but if you have a comment or you say, Hey, I've been, I thought about that. I tried, I'm really struggling with this. Please send me an email, um, or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, send me a message. I want to hear from you, um, you know, and how you're extending offers of help. You can visit me on the web at xelbooks.com. You can hit me up at xelbooks at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, XEL Books, or on Instagram at XEL Books. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you have a blessed and prosperous day. And always remember to honor your family, your life, your work, and ultimately God. Take care. <laughs>